This is Transcend with Nat, where we're discovering our higher purpose and sharing stories and awarenesses along the path of transcendence. Welcome to Transcend with Nat. This is Nat. I'm your host. And today I am going to play a couple things for you. Uh, Recently I did a question and answers event online um, where people got to ask me about my life with my spiritual teacher, John Roger, J.R. And so one of the people asked um, about the things that are going on in the world right now. And I've also been working uh, with others, with myself, um, and really looking at uh, a lot of the things that are coming up for myself and also assisting others with with all that's being brought forward today in our world. Um, And So I wanted to share my answer to this question as well as excerpts from uh, John Rogers' seminar, which is called um, Who is the Enemy Within? I mentioned this seminar in the Q&A in my answer to the person, and so I thought I'd select some clips from you after, um, after I share the answer from this event. I've also discussed um, some of my viewpoint on what's happening in uh, emails that I send out. And if you're not on my email list, you can go to transcend.online and get on my email list. That's my website, transcend.online. As well as if you want to work with me in coaching, uh, you can find that there too. Um, and any events, um, you'll be uh, let know. Uh, you'll be informed of any of the events that are upcoming or courses that I'm doing as well. If you add yourself to that email list. All right, so let's just get into this Q and A now. Yeah, do you remember um, Jr. saying anything that could help us better understand? really the exact conditions that we're going through now, where it's heading, you know, something could could just give us a little more (laughs) understanding of what we're dealing with. Well, I mean, he told me, well, he, I don't know if it was me or I was listening to a conversation he had with someone that this would be a really challenging time for light bearers. So uh, I assume you're a light bearer and assume it's a hard time. It's funny because I've been asking to be shown, and that's one thing. Like I said, a lot of things that happen, you see taking place out here, whether it's a war or whatever. Stuff's been happening. Like, Jared was dealing with it beforehand. Things happen on the other levels, in my experience, often. I don't know if it's always like that. Often things are being worked out spiritually and energetically before they manifest physically. And this is a time of change. And if you just take into a moment like that JR talked about the, the perceptor, the once in every 25 to 28,000 years and, and that we're moving from one age to another. And I I thought I heard him talking about that in the sense of like some people are already in the new age because of their consciousness and some people aren't, uh, which tells me that it's a level of consciousness 
At least that's how I took it. And maybe I'm wrong on that. And so I have been asking, like from the human perspective, it's really easy to get caught for me in what's going on, like on an ego level, whether it's fear of what's going on, whether it's um, angry or like whether it's flabbergasted, like what? <laughs> um, well, so I go through all that stuff, but I also, I know there's a few things that, that Jared talked about in my experience of it is that the negative power leads is separation is kind of the name of the game. Right. Um, and to me, if you look at like from an Eastern perspective, they talk about the Maya, the illusion of this world, but what is to me, what I've come to is like, what is the illusion? The illusion is that you're separate from God. That's the only illusion to me. I mean, within that, there's a lot of illusions, but really what it's the separation from your awareness of God and, and that, that perception of the separateness. Um, and so if you're in that, like, that's an indicator. If you're in things that are identified as separation or are creating more separation. And I, I would go to, I was going to bed at night asking Jerry, can you give me something to, to tell some people to, can you give me something for me? Like what is going Like, can you um, reference thing? And I, I woke up cause I put his I, thousand, 2000 seminars, whatever it is on, on my playlist that just kind of shuffles. And sometimes I do it all night. And, and I woke up in the morning and the seminar was on and he was talking, it was right after the Rodney King riots. And he was talking about that. And so I was going to do a podcast. I probably still will do a podcast with some clips from that. Um, just because it gives another reference point of that. And it's called uh, Who's the Enemy with Who's the Enemy Within? Let me just look right now of what that's called. Enemy. Who's the Enemy Within? It's the name of the seminar. So he talks some about that. Um, and the way I always experienced your talking is he would just talk truth and it wasn't. I think it's easy for me and I think others, we go into what we think and what opinion and, and it's easy to get caught down here in that you can just observe if you can get to a state of observation. Uh, Cause often Jerry was just like, Hey, the lights on. And if you look, you're like, Oh yeah, the lights on. And it was just more like a, uh, an acknowledgement or an accept like it's, this is just what, what is. And of course he could, he could see the karma of it and he could just tell you if he wanted to and he wouldn't always tell but there's obviously karma that has to be played out and there's bigger karmas and yeah so keep putting the light in it because i do know the light can change things but it can be challenging it's a challenging time for light bears he was right about that <laughs> so uh, that's that's what I have to do on that. Thanks. That's helpful, Ned. Love you. So the seminar I mentioned in the Q, in that answer in that Q and A answer uh, was "Who Is the Enemy Within" by John Rogers. So I'm going to take some clips that I've selected out of that seminar and just play them. For 
for you one after the other right now so you can hear some of that. There's so much valuable information in the full seminar, so if you want to get that, you can get that at msia.org. And it's called Who is the Enemy Within? So without further ado, uh, I'm going to start playing the excerpts for you. Enjoy. I found two things that... uh... Let me get these written down before I forget them. (laughs) That get in the way of people having enough wealth. And the, the first thing that I want to tell you about is what we call the victim. How many people know somebody, excluding yourself right now, Not who has, well, who has been victimized that you know of somebody who's been victimized? Now, how many know somebody who's a victim? So that's, that's quite less. So somebody who was victimized apparently didn't reside in the consciousness that they were also a victim of that. Well, that's a choice, by the way. If you decide at some point in your life that you're a victim You're making other decisions that go with it, and I'd like to share some with you. The most primary decision you're making is you're saying, in essence to everyone, I now have a right to get even. I now have a right to take revenge on whoever did what to me or whatever the situation or circumstance was. Now, Across the country, and especially here in the United States recently, we've seen a lot of rioting. And we've seen people portray the righteousness of the rioting out of something that happened to them or something that is happening to them that they seem to have no control over. Now, that's being victimized. Now, there were, in some of the cities around Many thousands of people out burning, looting, um, harming other people. And if you look at it from one point of view, that's illegal. If you look at it from the victim point of view, we're just now getting even. But the question you have to ask yourself is how far do you get to get even for something that happened to you? So since my great-great-grandfather was hung for being a horse thief, do I now have a right to go out and steal any horse I want to to get even with those people? Because after all, he was my relative. So that's one way to look at it, to make a a big thing called, now that the uh, Christians came over and slaughtered the Arabs during the Crusades, now the Arabs have a chance to get back. They have to, to balance it. Or is it something where we say, if I adopt the victim attitude. I'm also adopting something that says, I have no ability to respond to life. It's a very serious thing to do, to say, I cannot respond. If you think someone has uh, spoken mean to you, hurtful, harmed you some way or another, might be your spouse, could be a boss, but a significant type of other person. We've made them significant because of our relationship with them. 
Then we have to deal with, now I get to get even. You you understand that almost follows, if I'm a victim, I get to get even. Not only that, it seems to be our honor-bound duty to get even. And people then say, well, it served them right. They got what they deserved. Now I know in my life, and you probably found it in yours, that a great, great deal of the time we're bumping into other people as we try to do things in our life. A spouse, a boss, a a child, a relative, a neighbor. Um, This could be any number of people. And just attempting to do something in a real wholesome, direct attitude. We find out that somebody is saying, I'm a victim. Years ago, when I was real young, we heard about a man who had uh, smacked his wife. And when we saw her, she had a black eye. And we were all really like, why did you hit her? Because we sort of identified with her. Now we took the victim side, called, now we're going to get back at this guy for her. And he said, well, last night we were out dancing, and she sat on another man's lap. And the way she sat there, she shouldn't have done that. And we all turned around and looked and said, she got what she deserved. Now here it is, a family situation. It's a family quarrel. She did something wrong. He felt the victim. He gets to hit her. She now has the black eye. It should be even. Except something happens in there called it never is even. They hit too hard. They hit too long. They yelled too long. They kept at it too long. You went too far. You did too much until it's just... Now they're waiting and they're going to wait and wait and wait to get even again. One thing that we have to watch if we're going to work in a wealth consciousness, a wealth consciousness, is that we do not adopt and adapt to being a victim in any type of situation, no matter what is happening. No matter what. That doesn't mean that we can't stand up and say, stop doing that. But we don't get up from this place of being a victim. This is a place of revenge This is a place of premeditation. People go into being the victim very, very often. And now, there's the real big ones where you kill and the person's a victim. Then it goes to the very slight where somebody takes your parking place or gets in line just in front of where you're to get the ticket. And though there's 10,000 tickets, you feel like a victim because of what they've done. What we're saying here is you're letting your emotions dictate your consciousness. And those things just seem to come up. Where do they come up from? If they come up, where do they come up from? Well, let's go to the second part, the enemy. Inside of us is a dark side. That dark side is an enemy to all the conscious things we want to do. It tells us all the negative things in our mind. It tells us the judgments we have on other people. It tells us how bad they really are. It tells us the terrible things that they do, even though we've just seen them. 
Now, psychologically, if you've just seen somebody and you're telling them about the terrible things that they do, that is classically called projection. Now, people say projection doesn't work. Yeah, it does. It's, it's there. I receive letters and notes about people in different parts uh, of the country where something happened and they're writing to me to tell me what a terrible thing this person did and how terrible and rotten they were and I check it and you know in fact it has no validity in emotionality it has a lot so then where did it come from the person inside had all those repressed unconscious feelings and at that moment in their existence up comes the energy and out it goes onto the other person and then they declare the other person dark bad wrong terrible it's very classic if I make you wrong I make you bad then whatever I do to you you deserve it now I'm setting you up to be the victim these are two areas we have to watch out if we're going to do anything on the planet worthwhile for ourselves or anyone else these are two areas to watch out for so who's the enemy to you you're the enemy Now we go into the first law of spirit, which is acceptance. If you look at some part of you, and you look in there and you say, that part thinks things that aren't appropriate, that part desires to do things that are totally out of line, uh, that part really lies up a storm, uh, that part, if people knew what I thought and, and the things that I wanted, oh, they'd never talk to me again. It's terrible. Then the classic story of that is people heard about this man who was a, a robber, a burglar, a thief, and a liar, but the people loved him anyway because they knew he had a darker side. So <laughs> it, it, you know, it makes you come to wonder, what is this darker side? Well, it's whatever somebody can pin on you that they want to pin on you, which now comes out of the class of projection. Most of the things that we do are projected on us. Have you ever heard a mother refer to her daughter as, uh, you're no good, you'll be a, a prostitute, you'll be a harlot, uh, you're a terrible, rotten person, and then the girl turns out like that? She had to live her mother's projections. We can get caught up in these and psychologically invert it to us and say, because this person who raised me and is God knows this about me, I am then that. Why doesn't it work the other way? When they say, you're a wonderful, beautiful, great person, and you go out and become a thief and a murderer or something else. Because you have your own enemy sitting inside of you. Your destiny, what you're here to do, what you're here to learn, these are all sitting inside of you. That's hard. That can be really hard to think. I got this bulimic addiction. Uh, I got this anorexic condition. I got this uh, alcoholic condition. I got this prescriptive drug condition. I've got this. Why? What we're not doing is we're not doing what the Bible said for us to do and what the Lord said to do. And that is to love your neighbor as yourself. If we look at 
this enemy, and we want to now take it and depersonalize it, let's just call it the unconscious. The great unconscious, the cesspool of humanity. Anything that we don't want and we don't like, we dump it. And where does it go? Into this. Because we're creators, we're responsible. There's only one choice then really when you start to like come to the bottom of it. What is it? I will choose to be loving and more loving. Well, what about the agenda that you use love to get what you want? I know, it's, I got the enemy in there. I got a manipulator, controller. I got one who will try to be deceitful, sneak things through. Well, how do you justify that with all this loving? I tell people, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm a loving person. You know, I still will do deceptive, manipulative, cheating things. Now that you know that, and you get into it, you're into it. I just seem to sort of do it. Once you do do it, and they go with you, who can declare themselves the victim? The one who has not learned to tap the power of the enemy within will remain the victim. And you almost have to forgive them their transgression against themselves. You have to forgive it to them. You really have to say, the poor dear soul, they're smoking and they don't know what that's doing to them. It's really tearing up their body. That poor dear soul, you have to forgive them that negative thinking. It's so hard. If I'm to judge them in their negativity, I am pouring gasoline on a burning fire. Shall I pour water on it? Do nothing to it. They've asked you for nothing. What do you do? Just love them. That may be what they need more than anything else. I'm really convinced that all of the negative things we hear, all of the negative things that we do, the negative things that other people do, is very simply getting down to one or two premises. I want to give love. I want to receive love. And if we move to that real fast, to start to move to the loving They'll have steeled themselves against failure and against subterfuge, against deception, and they're going to be blocked and they're going to be, have the barriers up. You don't have to do anything because the enemy inside of them, tapped into the unconscious, will start to produce a psychosis in them that will be there to break them free of the delusions of what they've got going so they can accept their total beingness. So that concludes uh, the excerpts from John Rogers' seminar and our show today. I hope um, you got some value and maybe a different perspective on, uh, on things and ways that you can work with yourself in all of this. Um, and, and I hope it was helpful for you because it was definitely helpful for me when I heard it. Um, and so I hope to have you listening next time. Uh, if you want to be in touch with me, you can go to transcend.online. Uh, you can contact me through the website. You can get on my email list. You can work with me in coaching. Um, so I look forward to hearing from some of you and um, look forward to having you listen next time. God bless.